boys and girls, children of all ages, please welcome to the one, the only, the Atomic Podcast. Hello, I'm Efren Guzman, along with my longtime close personal friend, my heterosexual life mate, my max and my cheese, the thriller in Manila, the sexiest man I know, Eves the Cannon Sanon. That's the new intro? Um, yeah, the little... You was working on it? Yeah, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? So, sounds okay, it's kind of weird, kind of creepy, okay, I'm the sexiest man you know. Um, besides Bobby Lashley, yeah. The wrestler Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Okay. And it's Shamar Moore. And oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. Comparing me to a whole bunch of these guys. Let's, let's, <laughs> stop. Okay. Let's get down to it. All right, well, this episode today, you know, we have a, have an interview with Kenny Bolin coming up. Kenny but, Bolin, who, 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 for those who don't know, who is Kenny Bolin exactly? Because I don't know who he was. I didn't know who he is. I don't, um, he's, sure. He was a longtime wrestling personality for Ohio Valley Wrestling. Ohio he has Valley a big, Wrestling. So yeah. it's not considered a TV wrestling show, not the WWE. TV if you lived in the Louisville area, but... Kentucky um, area. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. But not in, like, the WWE or anything okay. like that. Anybody you know? popular come out of... Um, um, yeah, John Cena. John um, Cena's came out of there? OVW, yeah. Um, and wrestlers that he's managed. Um, it's, a, it's, a whole, it's a whole list of wrestlers. Like, right now, my mind is kind of frozen, but there's a lot. You definitely could Google it or Wikipedia it. There's a lot of wrestlers okay, that came out of there. You know, Jim Cornette, who's Jim a manager Cornette. out there. Yeah, right, right, you know, right. So there's a lot of, a plethora of wrestlers. As that you just say. come out. That, yeah. um, OVO, you said? OVW. OVW, okay. Yeah, good. so he'll be coming up on the program today. Okay. But today, also, besides having our interview with the Star Maker, um, as, you know, word is already out, it's out there. Um, We're a day late. Yeah. Yeah, more. Yeah, I guess a couple of days late. No, no, we're a day late. It happened on um, what is it? Today is uh, Wednesday, the February eleventh. It happened on Tuesday. Well, it happened on Monday. Yeah, it happened on Monday. As you're hearing this, today is February eleventh. Um, yeah. So, um, Marvel and Sony have an arrangement deal where um, on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Studios, Spider-Man will appear in a Marvel film movie, and he will have his own standalone movie. So, um, Sony is going to do the finance and distribution part of it, and Kevin Feige and Marvel is going to do, I guess, the storyline aspect of it. But, it's still kind of confusing, because basically, yeah, yeah, Marvel... Yeah, kind of educate me on this. Like, you, you seem like you know what exactly is going on. Well, so from what... Like, I, I just know what I read, and right, from what right, I read, right, right. it seems like Sony still has the rights to Spider-Man. Still have the rights to Spider-Man. But, they're giving, they, they're giving um, Marvel... Um, they, they're they're wanting Marvel to make a movie out of Spider-Man and do the storyline and integrate him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we'll be able to use Spider-Man for Captain America's Civil War along with Black Panther and along with probably other heroes. Oh, you're jumping the gun. Let, let, let's start. Let's start first with um, um, Sony. So Sony can Sony is kind of like letting Marvel cinema um, Marvel Studios borrow, quote unquote. Spider-Man. Yeah, I would say you borrow can borrow the- Spider-Man, use him in certain movies, and you have your own standalone movie. But if Sony needs him again, he can, they can use Sony can use them. Yeah, well, Sony is gonna, well, Marvel is gonna help Sony with their standalone film, and I guess the deal is they're gonna, you know, Avengers probably cameo in the Spider-Man movie. You know what I'm saying? So one studio's character rights are gonna go to Sony. Like you know, they're gonna lend them. The Avengers probably have Tony Stark appear in the Spider-Man film or whatever it is. I don't even know how. So it's only as of right now, it's only in Spider-Man. It's is it any other characters? Because I mean, I believe that there's a Sinister Six movie supposed to come out, and there's also supposed to be Spider-Woman, a Spider-Woman movie, women actually. Yeah, the 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 whole Sinister Six are still properties of Sony. 
They're only using Spider-Man. So only I don't know. Spider-Man. Okay, yeah. Okay. What so about Aunt May? What about uh, only Spider-Man? From what I can tell, Spider-Man is gonna get like the the Marvel Studios treatment. Okay. You know okay. the Marvel Studios logo, not just the Marvel picture that fades out. The Marvel with the little Studios thing in the bottom. You know. Okay. So I think that's going to be an excellent, excellent addition, and I think who knows? Probably down the line, they'll probably will. You know, it's you know Disney has Marvel, so who knows? Probably down the line, they they could purchase Spider Man. But you know, right now, Sony's losing a lot of money, and their only cash cow really right now, besides I guess the PlayStation, is Spider Man. So that's what's exactly going to happen. Uh, okay, let me ask you another question, E, because you seem like you really first. Because I'm just kind of confused about this whole situation that's going down regarding Marvel and Sony. So. Andrew Garfield's out. Andrew Garfield is out as Spider-Man, yes. He's out. Which I disagree with completely because I think Andrew Garfield and Gwen Stacy, which is, what's the girl's name? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Brilliant chemistry. They're the ones who make those two films. Even though those two films weren't the greatest of Spider-Man films, Mm -hmm. now it's how much Spider-Man films they have. Five Spider-Man films. Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to have to do another sixth one. They're going to do an origin story all over again or do like they did in Incredible Hulk, like you say. Yeah. Origin in the beginning. Everybody knows it. Yeah. They're going to start off from, you know, from yeah. that point in time. Yeah. You know, I think they're talking about also that they want to have Peter Parker in high school. I saw that, so. too. I saw that, too. But, dude, let's, 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 let's be realistic here now. Okay. All right. They get Spider-Man. Now what? Well, they have Spider-Man. Spider-Man is an integral part in the Civil War movie that's definitely going to come out. Also, having Spider-Man as a kid, you know, you can get an unknown actor, you can get a known actor, but you get an actor who's young. Because you think about it, everybody in Marvel is an old guy. Iron Man is old. Robert Downey Jr. is old. You know, Chris Hemsworth is getting up there in age. Chris Evans is, you know, his contract is almost done. Sam Jackson, Nick Fury's up. You get a young actor, you can use him for at least four different films if the movie comes out every two years. You can get you know, longevity with the Spider-Man character, and he could definitely evolve as time goes by. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are pretty old dudes. Well, Tobey Toby is, what, 39, I think 40, and Andrew's like 31. Yeah. So, I guess they need some young blood. Yeah, and you think about it, all the Spider-Man cartoons that are out now, he's a, he's a teenager. He's not like a man like he was in the Fox 5 cartoon. Like, they have him as a teenager, and I think a lot of kids... Fox 5 like, cartoon was good, though. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. good. It was the best Spider-Man movie, comic book, excuse me, not comic book movie, um, comic book adaptation for a TV cartoon. It was the best Yeah, one. and, you know, they relate to him. You know, he's a kid. They, you know, the kids will relate to him. And I think, you know, selling merchandise-wise, having um, Spider-Man looking through the eyes. Kids will watch the film. They're looking through the eyes at Spider-Man because they feel Don't you think it's going to confuse the whole general public? Like, it's going to be like, damn, another Spider-Man? It's movie? not going to confuse them because it's not Andrew Garfield and it's not Tobey Maguire. It's a whole new Spider-Man. Just like there was a new Freddy Krueger. Just like there was a new Punisher. And, uh, and you know sucked. Sucked yeah, them, those, new those, Fantastic those, Four. Gonna even more suck. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Well, the Fantastic Four trailer, okay, but we, we haven't spoken before that, but the Fantastic Four trailer is out for the new movie that's coming out this year. Uh, quick thought? Um, interesting, weird, but interesting. Quick thought, it just seems a little, you know, not far-fetched, but it seems a little, uh, the word is dark. Yeah. Uh, a little... Uh, based in reality, almost. Based in reality, almost, exactly. But how do you base a reality when a guy's turning into a rock? Like, yeah, well, just is just kind of like you know, it's not funny. Yeah, it have a little comedic element to it. it doesn't seem like it. Um, I think it's going to be interesting take on this. I mean, d- despite doesn't it, Mole Man is in this too, right? Yeah, the Mole Man. Yeah. Mole Man and it's going to be Victor. Well, it's not going to be Victor Von Doom. Victor it's be Domashev or something. Domashev. Like okay. Yeah. Seems like they all were in that whole. From what the trailer says, it's yeah, be all, all inside the whole pod. They didn't go in space. They seem like they just have a pod and they get powers changed. Okay. Do you think it's going to be a hit or miss? What do you think? Um, I think 
don't, I don't know. I, besides getting, you know, saying I don't know. I guess it's just like I think the, it's gonna be like you gotta hit it on the wall and see if it sticks. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It'll be like that. The cast looks good. Michael B. Jordan, Human Torch. I can, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. To, I'll judge it on screen once I see him. But I think it'll definitely fly. Yeah, I think it'll I, definitely fly. Let's let's see how that works. Okay, back to Spider Man. Back to Spider Man. So, yeah. you think it's gonna be? Yeah, I think it's a big win for Marvel. It's a big win for Sony. It gets Sony publicity. It gets Marvel publicity. You know, we have Spider Man now, who is like the Superman and Batman of the DC universe. Spider Man right, is like right. the Hulk Hogan of everything. You know, right, so right. Yeah, everything begins and ends with Spider Man for Marvel. Having Spider Man in a Marvel film associating with. Iron Man, Captain America, everybody is is gonna be right up there. Okay. You know, yeah, I think okay. you know Iron Man. Almost Iron Man was like the Spider Man of he the was he Studios, was like he had you know? he had he was the um the main fa- guy. the face the, yeah, the, the face, face of, of Marvel. Yeah. Now they're gonna have Spider Man as the face yeah. of Marvel Studios. Well, I don't know about the face, but they're gonna use him for that movie and whatever happens. From I thought there. they were saying they weren't gonna use him. They, you know, all those rumors conflicting. Yo, results. Sony email hacks. Something good came out of that because right, you know, we right, got all right. this info on that. But right, right. you know, I think it's a definitely a major coup for that. You know, no, that's gonna be good. I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that's gonna work because you know, being that Spider-Man is such an integral part in Marvel, like he is the like you said the the face. I want to see how they're gonna use him. Now, will they use him like the comic book in Civil War? Or are they gonna? Because correct me if I'm wrong, they were supposed to use Black Panther in the yeah. place of um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man in the Civil War story. I think, yeah. Well, I think now they'll probably use Spider-Man. Black Panther will probably play a central role because he has his own standalone film. I just don't know. They're probably doing rewrites right now. As we because speak. May, I, I don't know, maybe the reshoots for. The Avengers 2 Spider-Man make make against the parents yeah yeah. they may not have him you know show him who he is as you know the person under the mask but they yeah. might he might pop up out of nowhere yeah or you know I, I don't know but it's kind of interesting to see how Spider and I tell you Marvel is still kicking behind what can DC do because I haven't heard any DC news like besides quote unquote Tyrese trying to go up and Warner Brothers yeah, studio and trying oh to be geez. the Green Lantern. Um, he's, he's just prostituting you know, himself to be in a freaking movie. Uh, right. Which is not, I mean, I, I, he can pull it off. He has the look. Well, if you think about it, he's sort of in an Avengers type role being in the Fast and the Furious. It's like well, the minority say, Avengers. Yeah, yeah, the minority the Avengers without the superpowers. Yeah, the exactly. Minor, yeah. yeah, they got superhero, super souped up cars. That's what it is. Right, right, you know? right. But, well, I mean, so you think he can pull it off? I think. Who's Tyrese? Tyrese, yeah. As, as, ah, as, I just don't he's see old. him. He's yeah. a little older. He's, yeah. he's not as young as he used to be, like when he could do it. Yeah, I don't I mean. Think. Well, Common did say that he was. Do you remember that? Yeah, image, the, that the original Justice League. He did, movie. he was, he had the suit on and everything, yeah. and they just scrapped it. So, we'll, we'll see who they decide to get. Common still, you think Common will be a good choice? I think Common is an excellent choice. Okay, for Hal Jordan. Oh, no, he's not Hal Jordan, he'll be John Stewart. Yeah. John Stewart. Well, that makes sense. Well, let's see how that works out. I think so, it's going to be really good. So this works out. So, interview. Yes, I have it. Like I said earlier on the program, interview with the star maker Kenny Bowling. Kenny Bowling. He also has his own podcast called The Bowling Alley. Comes up every few months, I believe. But you can every check it out few online. Months? Few months or we're better than him then. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're getting up there for a few yeah, months yeah. though. But yeah, right. yeah. Okay. You know? So, so well, you want to do the intro? I, I guess I'll do it. You did the intro. You did the interview. You're the interview master. Yeah, so are you, man. So are you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mr. Kenny Bowling. You are now in the mix with the Atomic Podcast, where we blow up the news.
Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, where we're coming to you late night from the Upper West Side, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am Ephraim Guzman, and my guest today, he is from OVW. He is a legendary manager from the South. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the star maker, Kenneth of Bolin, Mr. Kenny Bolin. Kenny, how are you doing this evening? Or Kenny the Starmaker, Bowen, or King B, or King, or Lord of LaGrange, whatever name, whatever moniker you want to stick on me, I'm sure the fans out there are bound to know who I am by now. Not too bad for a guy who was never, ever on worldwide television. I know, I know. You're, I'm saying if people who are diehard wrestling fans definitely know who Kenny Bolin is, because in the East Coast we never really got OVW, but you know, you'll see it like, you know, during like tape trading and stuff like that. Um, Give a little a little bio of yourself in case anybody never heard of Star Maker Bolin. So give me a little history. I started out in the uh, mid-80s. I got hired by Nick Gould, a uh, legendary promoter, the guy that started a lot of the greats from when I was a kid, such as Jerry Jarrett, Jerry Waller, Tokyo Yamamoto, uh, uh, some of the garbage got their starts there, um, but eventually it was took over by Jerry Jarrett who I never worked for, but became uh, very close friends with over the years. Um, started out there, uh, did the uh, help Jimmy out and Smokey down the restaurant for a while, did some ringing out thing there, backstage production, some television ideas. Oh, nothing horribly serious uh, with Jimmy, because he likes to control everything and hold all the limelight. <laughs> and then, uh, then I worked uh, for a... Um, a place that I don't really like to talk about a whole lot, so we won't even bring that up. I was there for about six months, uh, mainly as a favor to Dennis Corluza, who was a big deal in the NWA, God rest his soul. And then that led to me uh, going to OVW, and then Jim Cornette eventually saying, I've got to get out of the WWE, I hate it here. Uh, well, why don't we create a developmental program down there with you, I, and Danny Davis? Um, the three of us will never leave Louisville, we'll get to be home. You don't, you know, you don't want to be in the WWE, Kenny, which he was probably right. Um, I'm not much of a traveler, and I'm not much for being told how to do uh, what I know how to do, especially when I can do it better than those that are trying to tell me how to do it. I would probably have not have blended in too well there. I was a very big fish in a mediocre pond uh, here at OVW. I kind of ruled the roost here for about 18 years, managing and feuding with about every star that's in the WWE today, uh, including John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, the Miz, um, uh, what's his name, uh, the blonde one that, uh, um, Ziggler, he didn't go by that here, I forget what he went by here, but, um, Nick Nemeth, uh, right? Nick Nemeth, there you go, you know it better than I do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, but um, to go to go a little bit further back, um, so you was when you was a child, was you always fascinated with wrestling, like yeah, as a young? I wouldn't always. I kind of caught my attention, but when I was um, a, a child with my grand- grandpa Bowen, I used to watch wrestling with him. That was based out of uh, Cincinnati, which was kind of Detroit run. I think the Sheik was running that territory, mm-hmm. so that was kind of the first wrestling I ever saw, and it was just. Kind of something on TV and was semi-interested in something me and my grandpa could watch together. And then me and my dad kind of got hooked on um, Indianapolis Wrestling, which was on WTTV Channel 4. Mm-hmm. We would watch that very late, 2 or 3 in the, mor- two or three in the morning on Saturday nights. That had a man uh, announcer, Sam, Sam Miniker. had a natural knack for talking like did you like did you stutter I, I, I kind of had that all through school I was, I was labeled as the guy with a silver tongue and uh, the, the, the good thing I was a good fighter because everybody wanted to fight me <laughs> but they, they feared me in fighting but the only thing they feared more than fighting was me and arguing with me and they said well we can either get our ass whipped or we can see Turtle he refused and tore to shreds and I owe that to Jerry Waller he, he enhanced my up insults. I make up 
<laughs> and so they had to assume it's a compliment and then just wonder what did he say to me. Yeah, and it was, my, it was my way of making anybody I ever met feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so do you get that awkward stare when you actually told that to a woman and she's like, what? What did you say? Uh, you get all kinds of different looks. Smiles, <laughs> smirks, uh, awe. <laughs> they don't know. You get everything. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, of course, I'm the king of that on Facebook. If you go to any pretty girl's profile that I've got on Facebook, you will probably see, because all the guys are trying to compliment them, oh, you're the bomb, you're sweet, you're hot, you're this. And then I come in, well, my dear, you are an absolute paragon of sartorial pulchritude. And then you make every other guy on that sheet look like an idiot. <laughs> they don't know what you said, and neither does she. Oh, so they're both looking like, what the hell is this? Like, what's going on? I hope that's a compliment, because that's a lot of letters that I don't know what it means. <laughs> and no one ever knows what it means. No one ever does. No one is smart enough that they know what I just said to them. <laughs> um, um, you're, a smart guy. you're a smart guy, but you don't know what I just said, do you? Nope. No, I don't. <laughs> no, no one ever knows. It's not an insult. It's not an insult. No one ever knows. Uh, I've gone up to college professors and said that to them, and they have no clue what I said. Oh. So it's just my way of making people feel stupid. <laughs> oh. um, a little question I want to know. How did you came up with the gimmick Star Maker? Or I, I shouldn't even say gimmick, that's you. But like, how did you, What? How did, what did, where did Star well, Maker come from? i tell you what, uh, I, have to, I have to give Corn credit for it. Uh, reason, the reason it came about, how is my, my vanity tags at the time that King B. Yeah. That was what was in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Dean, Dean Hill gave me that name. He always called me King B, and I liked it. So I said, what the hell? You know, that doesn't sound like a cool license tag. You couldn't get King, because I was King 1 up until then. I couldn't get King alone. Someone else had it. And um, so I said, well, right, King B, I can probably get that. Got that as a vanity tag, and that's what everybody called me, was King B or King. And then, um, or Kingfish. And I went to a popular seafood restaurant up here, and people call me and Lawler both Kingfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, what amazes me is there are many people in the business that call me King, and it's called Lawler King. Mm-hmm. We are both referred to as the kings of our craft, because he, and our feuds, me and Lawler feuded for the better part of about 12 years. And uh, in all those feuds, I would always explain to Lawler, because well, I don't know what you're mad about, I'm the king of managers. You're the king of us, what are you upset about? And I was a king before you were a king because when I was in grade school, all the kids called me the king of kickball and you knew that and you stole my name. <laughs> so that was kind of what my lawyer's argument was for the better part of 12 years was that I was a king at age 14 before he was a king at age 24. Oh, wow. So there's a 10 years difference in my lawyer's name and that, that's when we got to be friends is when I was about 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Is is your friendship great to this day as well? Pretty much. We don't get to see each other as much anymore, being as I'm retired and he uh, has died on national television. And, and uh, But we pass words back and forth through friends and, oh, and call each other every now and then. Um, uh, he, he called me during a tough time or two in his life and, and, uh, and then he wanted me to help him and a person in the wrestling business patch up some differences, and I, and I did that. And uh, But as far as just picking up the phone hollering at each other every day, we don't really do that, but we do commute back and forth on Facebook from time to time. I'm not much of a Twitterer, 
And um, tell me. Because you get dinner. I got him his birthday dinner here a couple of years ago, and, and we had a good time that night. And he and I and Cornet uh, had a dinner at Applebee's, and he cracked him up that I arranged for him to have free dinner there. And that man had a good It was a bill game, and he, he ended up giving the, the, the girl a twenty dollars tip. I said, "Well, what a good did me to cover your dinner if you could have given the waitress a twenty dollars tip." <laughs> You got the hookups, Kenny, everywhere. Either that or he liked hot black women, one of the two. She was a very pretty <laughs> black woman. Maybe uh, one of the two got his attention, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> tell I me like the, pretty women of all colors myself. Yeah, you know, just like the rainbow, you know, just like Skittles. I haven't found a color I haven't liked when it comes to a pretty woman, so. Yeah. Just same, it's like the same thing with Skittles and M&M's. I like all the colors. It doesn't matter. They all taste the same. They all taste the same. Alright, so M&M's there, you like all, it doesn't matter, yellow, blue, green, they all taste the same. Blue, green, I don't care about the colors, because I've never been able to taste the difference in any of them, but my favorite are peanut M&M's. You give me a bag of peanut M&M's and you've made a friend for life. That'd be a big bag, though. Yeah, yeah, not, not. Don't waste my time on that dollar size bag, you better give me the four ninety nine bags. You want something that's going to last a while, you know. Oh, so um, tell me about your... It's been it's been a while. It's actually been it's been a, while. a few months, I would and, say. And, and I got very very popular, very famous at one time. Uh, recently, when I was the manager of not only the NWA champion Rob Conway, mm-hmm. but the manager of the TNA champion Bobby Lashley, yeah. but the manager of the WWE champion John, John Cena. Show, but if I was going to do your show, uh, normally 
God. <laughs> and you still have not bought nearly a shirt, nearly a set of headphones, not a DVD. You have bought nothing. But you finally beat me down because every day I get some email from you, something on Facebook from you, some king you're the best, you're the greatest man, oh, the living legend, all these compliments. And, and you finally beat me down. Should I feel honored a little bit, or? No, I wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Alright, so that's why we're doing the show here tonight, folks. I just wanted to bring everybody up to date. And if I don't see Guzman wearing a, a shirt or some headphones around your sailor, well, there could be some some uh, repercussions and consequences to be handed out later. Oh my we'll just leave God. it at that. I know a lot of people that don't live far from you. Oh my God, Mr. Boland, jeez. God, this just went straight off topic. Oh my God, <laughs> he just lost. I'm speaking of dad, I was in there watching David Letterman, and I think uh, who, who was that guy that committed suicide? Uh, that, that singer, um, oh. Courtney. Courtney Love. Is that her name? Is yeah. Courtney Love still alive? Yeah, Courtney Love. Yeah, um, Kurt Cobain. Either, Cor- either, Cor- either Courtney Love is still alive, or she was uh, here doing a casting call on David Letterman for uh, a bit part in The Walking Dead. One of the two. <sighs> Man. The Walking Dead, one of my favorite shows, yeah. Oh, my no. very favorite show, by the way. And speaking of it, well, getting off the subject of The Walking Dead, how did you feel about, um, spoiler alert for Ty- um, Tyrese? Well, is it a spoiler alert? The show's already aired, you ain't watched it, but now you're not a true fan, in my opinion. No, no, uh, just like these people who haven't seen it, but by the time they hear this, I'm sure. Well, if you haven't seen it, you're not a true fan, or you can't afford cable. Either way, I'm not impressed with you. <laughs> uh, true fans are watching that goddamn show Sunday night. No, no, let it. I let it run for about 30 minutes to where I can pass through all the commercials. Yeah. Yes, I have a DVR. I guess I'm a witch. <laughs> and, um, yes, I have 
I'll, I'll be the guy to ruin it. I'm saying, watch the goddamn show live. Jesus Christ, what else are you doing on a Sunday night? Yeah, well, Mom, um, did you did you enjoy? Did you like the way he went out, or you thought it would have been a different scenario for him to go out? Well, if he had to go out, that was as good a way as any. And uh, of course, I love seeing the cameos. Yeah. Uh, and then being like, "Fuck you!" Uh, seeing the governor again was fantastic. Yeah. And the, the others were nice too. But two, two of my favorite characters on that show of all time were the governor and Maul. Yeah. And I'm so disappointed that neither of them are gone. They should have been on uh, with Rick and um, and who's the bow and arrow shooter? Uh, Daryl. Yeah. that show is that you know you'll get hooked to a character then all of a sudden you're hooked to that one certain character yeah, better not get hooked long because they might not be around long you never know yeah <laughs> if they if they ever do kill off Daryl that is when the show is going to take a rating fit people are going to fucking freak yeah um uh, for one whoever's got to go has got to go yeah because I, I love Rick and then uh Michelle who's name honestly can't say it right now yeah. <laughs> and uh, I love Carl. You know, Carl almost bit the death early. Uh, but I'm not so attached that I would quit watching the show. I would trust they would give me some new good characters. Yeah. Uh, who was the father that got the leg amputated? Uh, Herschel. Yeah. Herschel. See, man, that's how old I'm getting. I can't remember anybody's <laughs> name. Herschel was a great character. I loved him on there. Yeah. And anybody that hasn't seen Walking Dead, shame on you. And if you haven't, uh, get Netflix or one of them or who, who, whoever's got it. Start from season one and just build your way. Uh, good Lord, just what a great fucking show. And you don't have to like zombies or hate zombies to like the show. Yeah. And really the biggest fear is the living, not the dead. Exactly, exactly. We can deal with the dead and those motherfuckers that are alive that are a pain in the ass. Yep. That is so true. Leon, did you like the Um, did you like the episode, um, the claim episode, where the guys took Daryl in in their group, and then you know that's the one where that the the heavy set dude almost raped Carl. Remember, I think that was like last season. Uh, I don't know if I recall exactly the episode, but I have seen them all, yeah. and uh, there should have been many episodes I didn't like. <laughs> so I would, uh, yeah, I probably have to refresh my memory thanks a little bit more on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back to some more of your questions, I'm sure the fans didn't 
ahead, man. Yeah, <laughs> no problem, no problem. So let's get back to it. Um, how did you and Jim Cornette's relationship came to be? Like, how was you childhood friends? Like, what's the whole background uh, story with well, you guys? Exactly, the truthfully, how it happened. Jimmy always said that he was uh, taking a tour of the Oldham County Fair. Uh, was trying to uh, play the thing where you blow up the clown's nose with the water. So he reached in his back pocket to play some more of that game, and he shook hands with Kenny Bowles. Also, speaking of you and Jim Cornette, you guys were on um, a different podcast together, right? Because it, um, it was Cornette's commentary and it was the bowling alley on Tommy Furio's podcast. What happened yeah, to that? Yeah, I was the first one to do the show, which lured in Jerry Jarrett. Jerry Jarrett said the only reason he did the shows was that Kenny Bowling got him hooked on the essence of what the show was about. And then his quote was, Kenny Bowling is the essence of professional wrestling. He is what wrestling should be about. How he was ever in my territory, and I did not know about him as a shame. Well, the shame was that Jimmy Cornell went out of the limelight and made sure I never met Jerry Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Not on a personal level. I knew Jerry's mom, I did not know Jerry. 
but how about how did the podcast from there started off from you there with Tommy Furio? Well, I started out there. Jerry Garrett came aboard. Uh, 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 Wendy Popo came aboard. Yeah. Uh, the Iron Sheik was on. Jerry Garrett, and eventually Cornette heard about all my success on there because he had all these other guys kicking ass. They thought they were kicking ass in their ratings. Yeah. And when I came on, and they got a glimpse of about four or five of my shows, I took the show for what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I fuck with people. I call people out if I thought somebody was bullshitting somebody, I'd call it. But people will call in and do a five minute show. I said, Is that all the talent you got? You can call for five minutes, that's all you got. I do a, I do a 45 minute show every week. Sometimes I do an hour. I've done two hours. You're giving the fans five minutes? Fuck you. Give them something. Or stay off the show. If I caught them lying, I'd call them on it. Randy Poffo despised me. Randy Savage despised me. Um, the Iron Sheep quit doing the show because of me. John Cena's dad quit doing the show because he thought I was shooting on him. When I called him nothing more than a leech that, that was leeching all this money. Apparently that hit a little close to home. So John Cena's dad quit doing the show and I thought he and I were friends. And even I ran him off the show. So then eventually Cornette came on. And of course, Cornette, he likes to micromanage everything. No one else had a co-host except Jimmy, because Jimmy didn't want to do the show by himself. So Tommy Fierro agreed to be the co-host, even though I had asked Fierro to do the same for me, and he never did it. Yeah. He, he elected he'd rather blow Cornette than blow me. Well, that's okay. He made his choice. And then the honky-tonk man started doing a show of his own. And he even had me guest host this show a few times, and... He said, I don't know if Kenny Bowen invented podcast radio or not, but he perfected it and he's the best at it. He said, if anyone is going, he said, the reason I do podcasts today is because of Kenny Bowen. And he said, whenever I can't do my show, he said, I want Bowen to be the co-host, which I was happy to do. Uh, me and Honky Tonk have become my very good friends over the years. I got as much respect for him. I, I respect anybody who says what they believe and stands by it. And that, that's how he is. Mm. Well, that's, how that, that's how all that came to be. And then finally I went away and just started doing my own shows as well, what I need them for. Yeah. And um, a guy named Rob Dickin hosted our shows there for a while. He was a friend of mine. And, and uh, But his workload got a little heavy. And now I've got uh, Harry Barnett in England that approached me and wanted to do the show. And so he and I have had it for, for the last uh, couple, three years now. Yeah, and um, how how are you enjoying doing the podcasting for the Great Network? What is it? Is the Great Network? That's what it is. I believe that's what it's called. I never really pay much attention to that. I mean, <laughs> there's four or five different ways you can hear the show. Yeah. You know, through iTunes and various other ways, and I never really pay much attention to that. <laughs> I just tell people to go to my wall and click the link. Now the same the same thing I'm going to have them do with you. You go to you go to my wall and post it. And uh, they'll find us and they'll hear the show. Oh, gotcha. For those, that give, for those that give a shit. Yeah. No, there's people that give a shit about Kenny Boland, the star maker. They do. Well, there's some. We hope so. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why we keep, that's why we keep doing the show. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I don't really, you know, sugarcoat anything. I just speak my mind. And I have nobody in the business that... Uh, I need to protect your, uh, you know, if you want to know my opinions about OVW, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. You want to know my true opinions about WWE, I'm not trying to get a job there, I'll tell you. Yeah. 
honest opinion of WWE now? How do you think they're doing as a company? Uh, have, quit, have quit trying. They, they just don't care no more. Yeah. Uh, their, fan, their fan base has dropped off more than double since I started there. Uh, they used to average five, six, seven million viewers a week. Now they're very fortunate to get three. Uh, more often than not, they're in the twos. Uh, TNA uh, started out with about a million viewers. They're now down to under, well, from what I'm understanding, under 200,000 on their new network. Yeah. Some will tell you they're a little over 200,000. So it depends on who you believe. All those numbers can be manipulated, so you can't really trust anybody. Uh, but you can bet they're somewhere in the ballpark. You know, the networks at least have an idea. And, uh, but no, WWE doesn't care no more. And, and the, the four wrestlers, uh, they're uh, at the, the mercy of the lighting. Uh, when they had that cancel show and they had to do those promos in the studio, those were some of the saddest things I'd ever heard. <laughs> Not an ounce of emotion. I didn't believe a word anybody said. And you could tell most of them were reading. You could follow their eyes and watch them read what they were saying. And when you let to read what you're saying on a wrestling show, you're fucked. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what they were doing. And, uh, and I know they were. I mean, I've seen, I've seen enough people do it to know that's what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, but now they don't care. There's no other competition. The hour ratings really suck compared to what they were, but we're still light years ahead of everybody else. The network's happy with us, you know, because we're the number one or two show. They used to, but they used to move all the cable television away, and then now those days are over. There's now lots of shows that meet them, and um, now they've got this thing with uh, the WWE app. So now the boys can't even get paid for their pay per view work now because there's going to be no money there coming in at all. Oh, so now it's a, it's it's probably the worst state that WWE's ever been in. But they got the goddamn much money and. And then what else is Vince going to do? Sell cars? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the shame of the matter is that he should have enough money that he could set off for life and never see a wrestling ring again and turn the business over to somebody else. But I really don't think that'll ever happen. As long as there's a McMahon breathing, there'll be a McMahon trying to run the WWE. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's the sad thing. Mm, wow, that's 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 real heavy. Um, well, what's your opinion on Roman Reigns? Uh, originally, he was my pick of those three to be the big player. Uh, since then, they've done the sad thing of trying to make him talk. Uh, he never should have been a talker. He should have been a doer. And uh, and babyface managers work too. They could have just as easily had him get involved with somebody with a heel manager like Heyman. And then you bring one of the uh, over-retired guys out to be a... How would Lawler be his manager? Well, I guess Lawler's dedicated to the commentary, but there's a legend like they did with Dutch Mantel. Look what Dutch Mantel did for... uh, What's his name? Jack Swagger? Yeah, he was here at OVW as well. Look what Dutch did for his career. He was almost dead and gone. Mm-hmm. And Dutch Mantel totally saved his career, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he needed it. He's not a talker. He's not a talker. Dutch Mantel is a talker. Um, Dutch, uh, I mean, I, I value my skills as a manager as well. But Dutch did things with that that I could have never done. Uh, he did a phenomenal job. 
now have you ever have you ever thought about going back into the business or like you're you're really done? Not really, uh, I'll catch up with that. Not really, just do the health reasons. I uh, I know I can't manage a match anymore. I can't stand for very long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a surgery hopefully upcoming in the next few months that will help me with that. Oh, but my back and legs give out on me very quickly. Uh, normally, I can only stand four or five minutes at a time. I couldn't even stand up at Jim Cornette's wedding. Uh, I collapsed during his wedding. Fortunately, I had some wrestlers there that caught me and put me in a chair. Because yeah. I was trying to stand through the whole ceremony, but it was very long. Yeah. And that was, a few, that was a few years ago. Wow. Well, so now, no considerations of ever managing again. Maybe a uh, special master that I sat in a chair and gave advice. Yeah. Uh, if the right situation came up, I would do that. And um, if the situation were right, I really wouldn't mind doing commentary again. But there are some people at OVW that I no longer wish to work with. I don't like their ethics. I don't like how they do business. I don't like all the good people that they ran out of that company. And uh, as a matter of fact, the meeting was held today with the members of OVW that wanted me and my son and Rocco Bellagio and a few others to come back to add some life to the show. Uh, but that's impossible for me because they're never going to get rid of the stooge that's there now that I do not want to work with. And um, so it's really an impossibility for me. The stooge that's there now works for free and keeps Danny Davis from having to do a lot of work. And uh, I have no desire to be a part of that if he were not there. Because uh, Jimmy's there now, and I don't think Jimmy's going away because Jimmy wants somebody to tell him he's reveling about gender wrestling business. Yeah. So Jimmy ain't going nowhere. He's just happy to have something to do. Oh, and uh, so it's me and Cornette were there, and my son, and Rocco, well, you know, I could see that making somewhat of an impact, and eventually maybe bringing their houses back up. They're really struggling right now. Mm. Um, but uh, I would only want to go as a commentator. I would only want to go if it's my son came with me. Mm. And I would only want to go if that person were gone, but that means some other stooge would have to step up and do all daddy's work for him. And I don't know who that stooge would be. It ain't going to be me. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't blame daddy. If you can get somebody to do your work for you for free, or minimal compensation, go ahead and do it. Mm. Uh, But to me, it's costing his company. Because this person has ran off a lot of good talent that does not uh, tolerate the bullshit that comes out of his mouth. Um, he is not one of the great minds in the business. And uh, he's not going to tell me anything. So, and I know a lot of others, he ain't going to tell anything because they said as long as he's there, they'll never go back either. So, uh, those that really know the situation know who I'm talking about. I try not to bring up his name. I know he went glorify his name with him hearing me utter the words. Uh, but that's my feeling. feeling. And Jimmy knows this too. Jimmy knows I'll never go back uh, under those circumstances. And uh, Danny Davis would probably be a fool to get rid of his lead uh, monkey. So. Well, so, yeah, so then you're pretty much done, basically. You're done. Uh, pretty much, pretty much, because there's not else going on around here on television and wrestling much. Yeah. Um, uh, Jerry Jarrett had some ideas here a while back, but that, that would just be too much traveling for me, and I just can't do that. So. Yeah. And I'm happy, the one thing we haven't talked about much are my Beats by Bo and headphones. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, 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 I was going to segue into that, but I was going to say, you know, now you're doing your own entrepreneurship. Um, talk about your Beats by Bowling. Yeah, the Beats by Bowling headphones are going very well. Uh, we started doing those about 14 months ago, and uh, uh, the sales have been way better than anybody ever thought they would be. The product is better than what anybody thought it would be, even me. Uh, I, got into, I got into it as a joke, thinking I'd sell 10 or 20 sets with my logo on them. Definitely not bad at all. Did, did you ever think it would sound like that? The headphone quality is good. Like, what, what's the brand on the uh, Very, very good. Let's put it this way. You think I'd have sold 1,900 of them if they weren't? Yeah, true, true. Yeah. And not one return. Not one return. Uh, every now and then you'll get a defective one, but I would place them immediately. Yeah. Uh, and I would say out of over 1,900 headphones, I might have had 10 or 15 that were defective. Uh, I found out that Beats cannot even make that claim. The
Yeah, it, it, you know, it's amazing how you found a career after wrestling, and also you have T-shirts and you have DVDs you sell as well. Oh, so. yeah. is that do you go to the, the corral is it that all is it every week that New Orleans. I'm going to New Orleans um, this week. Is is they having that? You know, I, I think I think they originated in New Orleans. Uh, they they were. I think uh, I think they originated there. Oh. Uh, double check me on that, but I know they were of Cajun descent. Yeah. Ah, okay. Definitely. Uh, since it's, uh, uh, what else was it? I'm not sure if they're big in New York now. So uh, uh, I got uh, taken care of on a great deal on. Uh, mattress firm at the store here in the Louisville area, and they set me up with a beautiful, uh, very nice, uh, one of those memory foam cooling gel mattresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the value on it was lower a couple of thousand dollars, and they got me out for next to nothing. One of those things I could do was plug them on any 
the food at Hooters or is the food that great My favorite four-letter word, free. That's amazing. It's a word that I have mastered over the years, and uh, a freer trade. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Even, even half off, I'm cool with oh, Buy one, get one. Here. I'll do buy one, get one all day long. I don't mind buy one, get one. <laughs> oh, well, I think I gave you pretty more than 40 minutes, didn't I? Yeah, I think it's past, past due. Um, yeah, you, just just you, walk <laughs> well, well, let me just go to give you one more question before I let you go. Um, uh, Alright, um, do you follow any of the Ring of Honor and Lucha Underground? You know, I don't. Uh, my son used to follow the Lucha and ROH very closely, but ever since Cornette went in there and ruined ROH, for, <laughs> that's just not me saying it, but anybody that ever worked for ROH, <laughs> It's it's a pretty cool concept, you know what I'm saying? The people I like my Lucha, the way I like my women's matches, my midget matches, and my wrestling bear matches. Once every three months. Oh, oh I thought I, I thought you was gonna say four minutes. So that's what I thought you was gonna say. <laughs> Give me my midgets, my women, my bears and my lucha all the same dose. Once every three months. Oh, okay. Oh Kenny. That's the thing, Kenny. Either you rub them. I want the bears. But I think I'll take my bears twice a week. Fuck <laughs> 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 Oh, Kenny. Uh, one more question before you go. Um, the spider oh, midget bears. Uh, I don't know anything about midget bears, so that's a good question. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about Spider-Man. What do you think about Spider-Man coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, <laughs> he is an arachnid, though, and I guess that falls in the line of insects, which ain't far from 
Well, this came out um, um, last night. Basically, um, Sony has leased um, Spider-Man to the, um, Marvel Studios. You know, Marvel Studios runs Iron Man, Captain yeah. America, The Avengers. So, um, yeah, Spider-Man is Marvel, but um, it's under the Sony banner. But Sony and Marvel struck a deal where Marvel is going to feature Spider-Man in the Captain America movie, The Civil War, and Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. And Spider-Man is going to have... Uh, is going to have his... What year is this looking there? Um, it's going to be next year, 2016. I have to be the first to admit I'd love to see that. Yeah. So, you know, they struck a deal with Sony, you know, with the whole Sony email hacks, you know, with that um, Amy Pascal lady. She stepped down yeah. as, as um, the head of Sony. So, they worked, yeah, they worked out a deal with Marvel Studios. So, they, um, Spider-Man is going to be in... The Captain America Civil War, and he's going to have his, a new a new reboot, a new standalone. So Andrew Garfield's not going to be Spider-Man. Oh, I'll be damned. Yeah. Well, that sounds like something to see there for sure. So now, as we wrap this show up, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, yeah, sure, Kevin. <laughs> when the hell is this show going to air, and when the hell are you buying the meat? Um, I, I want answers. Okay, the show will probably air sometime this week, and... Well, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely air sometime this week. I'll definitely give you the heads up on that. The legendary star maker Bolin. Can you give a, give a plug to all your um, social media sites? You can reach me at uh, facebook.com backslash star maker Bolin. The same with Twitter, uh, twitter.com backslash star maker Bolin. Uh, I answer almost every single question I ever get as long as there's something intelligible about it, mm -hmm. as long as you treat me with a half ounce of respect, uh, if you're calling and telling me what a piece of shit I am, the worst I'm going to do is write back and agree with you. Um, if you say, what's up, or sup, you will never hear from me. <laughs> uh, that irritates me more than anything, and if you do it, I swear to God, I'll block you. Oh. You'll only do it, you'll only do it once. If you write me and go, sup, or what's up, or hello, mm -hmm. give me something. Mm -hmm. Give me something to respond to. I do not respond to hello, hi, what's up, sup, what up, dude. If you call me dude, I'm 55 years old, <laughs> and I'm a fucking legend in my business. I am not a dude. Mm -hmm. Maybe I am, who knows. <laughs> but you ain't gonna call me one regardless. Are you, are you ever pissed there hasn't been a Kenny Bolin action figure? There has been a Kenny Bolin action figure. Some friends of mine have made Oh, what? So I've, so I've got a few. <laughs> but uh, well, who would have made so I've never been with any of the big companies to where they could have made one. Yeah. Uh, it would have been so big that would be the big action figure. So I can't be pissed.
Kenny, you from what I understand, well, from what I understand, they used Captain Lou Albano to make me. Yeah, on um, the what the custom figures, as they would say. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, thank you so much, Kenny, for your time. I'm sorry it took up so much time, but thank you so much, and hopefully we can do this again sometime. I wouldn't hold my breath. Wow. I love I love your honesty. <laughs> well, if you hold your breath, you might be dead by the time we do the show again. So. Wow. You know, nice. Wow. Just, uh, you, how long can you hold your breath? I'm mean, actually we do a show tomorrow. You can't hold your breath till tomorrow. <laughs> and you took that as an insult. And actually, I'm just trying to give you some good advice. Yeah. I said, don't hold your breath. You thought I was insulting you. That's not the case. Oh. We can do a show tomorrow. You can't hold your breath till tomorrow. Oh. I, I, See? Yeah. See? You tried to make some ugly out of it. You're a very anti-social person. Uh, I'm trying to be nice to you, and you want to pick a fight with me. No, no way. No way, Kenny. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No way. No way. I'm the one in the dark here. <laughs> no, 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 no way at all, Kenny. You are the man, as they say. You are the man. All right, well, well don't hold your breath, and, 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 and don't blow a homeless person. So there's the two best pieces of advice I can get you. Wow. You don't know that homeless person's man. Yep. Yeah, mm, don't do that. Don't do that. That's definitely good advice. I appreciate that, Ken. Good advice. I think it is good advice. <laughs> oh, but, that... if you hold your breath, but if you hold your breath and blow a homeless person, whatever happens with it is on you. Yeah. And then no matter which way the wind blows, the stench is unbelievable. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> More than likely. But if you hold your breath, you won't smell it. Yeah, that's... that. <laughs> Gross but true. <laughs> I don't think I can give any better advice than that. I think it's time to say good day. Yeah, thank you so much, Kenny Bolin.